thank you for joining us for another episode of Straight from the CPA's Mouth. I'm Lavuno Day with the CPA Education Foundation, and I will be your host for this episode. With the kinds of events that have happened in the last few years, some hopeful, some horrifying, many of us have started the work of confronting ourselves and our prejudices, upbringings, and beliefs about race and racism. It's not an easy task. But for many people, it's necessary and a priority. And some organizations have also started taking positive steps towards having these conversations and education on racism and anti-racism work. Joining me today is CPA Alberta CEO, Rachel Miller, FCPA, FCA. She is also the executive director of both the CPA Education Foundation and the CPA Assist Program. Rachel is also an enthusiastic component of CPA Alberta's Anti-Racism Working Group. Under her leadership, the group was founded in the fall of 2020 and works to provide learning opportunities, awareness, and anti-racism workshops for the larger organization. CPA Alberta's anti-racism initiatives have not only served as an eye-opener for the staff of CPA Alberta, but they're strengthening the organization from deep within. Rachel is going to share some of this work and her thoughts on the importance of taking on such initiatives in the organization and in the profession as well. Did you hear that head office is implementing new diversity and inclusion? Women 10% of C-suite positions at Canada's 100 companies need to be more socially responsible. Big data represents a potential windfall of $30 billion for Canada. Do a comprehensive review of its tax system. 70% of Albertans say the economy is too dependent on oil and gas. Filter out the noise. Hear it straight from the CPA's mouth. Rachel, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited for the podcast. So just to dive in, um, how did CPA Alberta's Anti-Racism Working Group start? Can you walk us through why and how this group came to be? Well, as you mentioned in uh, your opening um, introduction for this podcast, uh, the events of the the past year have really brought issues of racism front and centre. It's in the news, it's in discussions everywhere and um, really as an organization and as a a leader within our profession and the business community we just really couldn't sit back and and do nothing we had to kind of take a stand on this and and uh, make sure that we were contributing um, positively to society around this issue Uh, i think it started with um, cp alberta issuing a a pretty powerful anti-racism statement and maybe if i can i could just read that for you That would be awesome. So our statement um, that we uh, um, put out, which is on our our website, reads, CPA Alberta stands with Black CPAs, candidates, and communities, as well as Indigenous peoples across Alberta and Canada. We denounce racism in all of its forms, and racial inequity goes against everything the profession stands for and believes in. Our staff have been watching the global and provincial protests, listening to the vital dialogues that are happening everywhere, and learning from the personal experiences of Alberta CPAs and candidates. And Alberta CPAs know there's still so much for us to learn and do as a profession. We will never stop listening, learning, trying to be better, and doing more to support our Black and Indigenous members and candidates. Black and Indigenous lives matter, and we're committed to building a profession where Black and Indigenous voices and experiences, and those of all people of colour, are heard, valued, respected, and celebrated. And Truly, that uh, powerful statement does represent what CPA Alberta stands for. It represents 
um, what our leadership believes in. And after issuing uh, a statement like that, we wanted to make sure that uh, uh, we also uh, looked internally at what we could do uh, to advance uh, this issue within our society. Um, I think going back a little bit, uh, I think many people know I grew up in uh, Northwestern Ontario. Uh, and I did have the opportunity while I was there and early in my career to work with many First Nation groups. Um, I got to do, go into First Nation communities uh, to experience what they're experiencing, to um, help them with some of the issues around accounting, since I'm a CPA, that they were experiencing. But it also gave me an opportunity to see firsthand what some of those communities are like. Um, one of the big eye-openers for me was when I got the opportunity to go up to Attawapiskat, uh, and that's way up in uh, James Bay area. And it was really something I've never experienced before. It's a community where you can only get to by flying in unless it's the winter and the ice roads are open and you can drive right across the ice to get there. So I went sort of in the fall and flew into this community and really got to see sort of that strong culture and history that's, uh, that's there and also that struggle that the community has to really balance that, that culture and history with the advancements of um, society now. Uh, when I was there, there was no internet. There, basically, once I got there, you're really cut off from communication from a lot of the rest of the world. Um, the band office had a phone that we could use, but your cell phone didn't work. Internet, you could only access through the band office. Um, now, that was many years ago, and I understand now they've, they've come a long way with respect to technology. But I do think it's something anyone has a, a chance to experience. It's a great opportunity to understand some of the issues that you hear about and, and be able to look at them a bit from a different perspective um, by being able to kind of put yourself in the shoes of those who are living in some of these communities. So I think that that really, um, you know, started the passion for me and in, in looking at ensuring that uh, we were able to provide opportunities for everyone in Canada, including those who are in some of those more remote communities. Um, I also got the opportunity to work with uh, the Education Foundation and their No Limits initiative. And through that initiative, we worked with um, First Nation communities and with the uh, AFOA in order to provide scholarships and resources and support um, to uh, First Nation Indigenous youth uh, so that they could consider business as a career opportunity. And, you know, for us, especially CPAs, as a career opportunity for them which allowed them to gain some extra knowledge that they could bring back to help strengthen their, their communities. So I've always really strongly believed in diversity. I think diversity leads to better ideas, better business practices, um, and, uh, and really a better society in general. So I guess uh, a long way of answering your question. <laughs> I guess that's how, how I got uh, you know, interested in this and have a passion for it. And, and um, really, as we released the CPA Alberta's uh, anti-racism statement, an opportunity to take a step back and, and look internally within myself and within our organization. And even though, you know, we do fairly well in these areas, there's so much more we can do and so much better we can be. Um, and so that's sort of what got me interested in, in starting um, an initiative right within our own organization. And I think you make a really good point, Rachel, in that, a lot of people struggling with coming to terms with maybe some prejudices or anti-racism work 
it's really about education and not knowing what's what what are the living conditions or what are the histories or feelings of people in different populations. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So what kind of conversations does CPA Alberta's anti-racism working group have and what initiatives have the team accomplished? Well, we, we were able to pull a group of um, staff together from a, across the organization. And um, doing so, you've got people who have different reporting relationships within the organization. And, and I'm very pleased that they were, uh, our staff allowed me to be part of this group because sometimes it can be um, a, a bit uh, discouraging or, or a bit uh, um, difficult to have tough conversations when your CEO is in the room. But I've never felt that way with our internal group. It's really just been coming together and really just talking, um, learning. Uh, the first thing we did was... Uh, uh, encouraged our HR area to issue um, education to all of our staff. So all the staff at CPA Alberta are going through um, anti-racism training. And uh, in our weekly meetings, we have conversations about how we're feeling and, and some of the experiences that each of us have had um, and really listening and learning a lot of new things. We, we have a few initiatives for our staff that I think have been well-received. We do a Word Wednesday where we take a, a word that a lot of people use without really thinking about it, without thinking about what the meaning of the word or the history of the word is, and really try to educate people that some of the words that we use um, on a daily basis uh, really are rooted in racism, and we really should stop using them. Uh, around Christmas time, there's a lot of words uh, that are used there that um, really can be demeaning to people. And so really educating staff as to why that m- might be. Um, a couple of the words I can think of off the top of my head we, we uh, talked about was um, a lot of people ha- have what they call a Chinese gift exchange. And really there's other ways of, of um, uh, communicating what you're doing with respect to that uh, kind of an activity um, and providing some education as to why that might not be an appropriate name for an activity in a workplace. Um, we also have blogs that we, we've been um, uh, posting up on our internal sites that uh, just give an inside look into what kind of things we're talking about. Uh, we're learning a lot as a group, and we're learning a lot from some resources. So we're posting those resources so other people within the organization can access them. We're learning a lot about microaggressions, having conversations about belonging. So what um, things allow our staff, uh, especially those racialized um, staff, to feel comfortable and uh, feel like they belong at CP Alberta. And so then how can we do more of those activities? And then what kind of things make um, people feel like they don't belong? And how can we stop doing those activities? Um, So really examining what we're doing at CP Alberta, the good uh, and the bad and the ugly, as you may say, and uh, trying to to continue to learn and develop and improve. And I think the good, the bad, and the ugly, as you said, is a really great way to describe these kind of conversations and how difficult it can be to have these conversations, especially with coworkers. So how has the group's work been received by staff and the CP Alberta board? You know, we've had really, really good positive feedback um, from uh, the board. Uh, the board's very um, happy with the work that we're doing. Um, that we're, we're being really leaders in this area uh, and that we have a culture that allows us to have these types of conversations. 
And generally from staff, we've had some really good feedback from staff, some really good participation in what uh, what I mentioned before, the word Wednesday with follow-up questions as to like, oh, really? I didn't know that that word would convey that. What are some other words you could use or tell me more about that? Where did you find resources on that? And um, so really starting that dialogue with other staff across the organization and the members of the working group have said that staff will approach them um, outside of of regular meetings just to have a conversation and, and understand what we're we're doing. We've had great participation in our um, staff training, even though you know it is required, so they have to go. <laughs> but um, a, a lot of people will still uh, participate, have conversations, ask questions after. I think at one of the sessions that we had, the uh, the instructor said that she never had such um, interest in the topic before. They, I think she stayed for almost an hour after just talking to individual members of our staff about um, questions that they had that they just didn't want to ask in front of everybody. So I think um, not only am I passionate about that this uh, issue, I think it really is um, something that we're, we can share across the organization as a passion and everybody really being open to learning and to understanding and, and to talking things through. So obviously you've always had an awareness because of your time in Ontario and the work you've done with First Nations peoples, but have you seen any changes in how you do business or how CP Alberta is doing business and how you're running the organization? Yeah, I, I think um, definitely uh, the conversations that we do have uh, at uh, the anti-racism working group level um, really make you step back and think, okay, well, you know, am I consciously using words that um, uh, are unbiased? Are, are the processes I'm using unbiased? And even um, as I reviewed a job posting that we were recently doing for CP Alberta, you know, it made me pause and say, you know what, are we asking for qualifications that aren't required? Do we have some um, uh, inadvertent bias within the job description itself? If someone reading our job description um, and our posting, would they understand that we are an inclusive organization? And, and do we really have unbiased hiring practices? So it really makes it sort of top of mind that you stop and think. Um, I also have a 16-year-old uh, son and a 21-year-old daughter. And um, it's interesting, the world I grew up in, uh, even though I was very much exposed to um, the Indigenous communities in Northern Ontario, uh, really not a lot of diversity um, other than that when when I grew up and and even within our school systems um, most of most of the students there were similar to me similar backgrounds similar cultures and so um, my kids have the opportunity to grow up in a bit more diverse environment and so it's really interesting to have different types of conversations that I never would have had at, at that age um, myself and and I don't know, they know so much more than we do about acceptance and tolerance and and uh, and looking uh, past the, sort of the differences in people and, and actually standing up for each other, which is what the other thing I thought was quite interesting in the conversations that I've had with them is, and we have a few at the, the anti-racism group as, as well, is that it's not just good enough for you to be making a difference. It's you ensuring that you're standing up when you see practices that are biased or, or aren't fair and um, standing up for people as they're being uh, negatively impacted. So um, it's definitely made me think more about what I do and in ev- not only at work, but in, in sort of my everyday. And I think um, you're really r- right. Like part of the work is standing up and 
saying something when you know that that's the kind of work that needs to be done for positive change. But it's also really difficult, as I'm sure the anti-racism working group has acknowledged. And I think um, sometimes having those conversations can be a very sensitive thing as well. And some would say that many Canadians are in denial that systemic racism exists in Canada, and maybe that topic doesn't even belong in the workplace. How would you respond to statements like that? Yeah, I definitely have heard that um, often, that, you know, Canada's pretty good, we don't have this as an issue. And and oftentimes I'll, I'll just uh, encourage them the people that I'm speaking to, if they're leaders of other organizations, to think about the fact that does their organization reflect the diversity of Canada? Even our own CP Alberta, I have to admit, you look at at um, our employee mix, our staff complement, you look at our membership mix, and does it really reflect the um, diversity of, uh, of cultures and, and folks across uh, uh, Canada? It doesn't. And so until our organizations can be looked at and, and you can see that diversity within the organizations, um, there's no denying that we have work to do in Canada and that we can do better. And even if we are doing um, fairly well or if we're doing better than our neighbors, like that shouldn't be sort of the benchmark um, that we should be looking for. We should be looking to do the best that we can individually. Um, you know, I, I once heard a a very popular, uh, uh, passionate leader uh, recently in the news uh, who said, you know, I'm the least racist person in the room. I don't think that's a good thing. <laughs> I don't think that's what we should be striving for. Um, you know, we should be striving to eliminate racism. And until we get there, it needs to be a conversation that we continuously have. So in many ways, CPA Alberta's anti-racism initiatives are breaking barriers in the CPA profession. What kind of impact do you think this will have on the profession or what impact do you hope to have on the CPA profession in general? You know, I, I think that's a, that's a tough question. Um, you know, I think I, I just am trying to do, you know, a little bit uh, to advance the cause. And I'm lucky to be in a position uh, where I can, I think, make a small bit of difference. Uh, I hope by CPA Alberta being able to have these conversations, um, that our staff will be more comfortable having the conversations um, that will stir that passion in our own members uh, to make a difference and um, uh, be a safe place for our members to have some conversations. Uh, I think a lot of our members are also in positions of influence within the, the business community and within their own communities. So, you know, I think we have the opportunity to help them um, make a difference as well. A lot of our members look to CP Alberta for best practices um, and ideas. And um, I hope that we're able to um, provide a few thoughts uh, to those members and, and maybe help them get started with their own uh, anti-racism initiatives uh, and really just do our small part to, to try to make that difference. So for anyone listening today who might be feeling inspired by this conversation and maybe they want to work towards their own organizations having formal anti-racism training and having discussions with their employers or employees about prejudices and racism in the workplace. Do you have any advice to share with them on how to get started? 
Well, I think one of the things that you did mention um, was training. I think that's really helped us to right out of the gate. We required all of our staff to go through um, anti-racism training and the same training. And I think what that does is it lays that foundation, that groundwork, um, so that we all at least have a base knowledge and understanding. And it also gives us a common language to speak to each other about. So I think that's a really great way to start is really be bold and make it required for everyone um, in CP Alberta, right from, uh, you know, our administrative uh, job families through our professional job families up to our senior leadership. I took the training with everybody else. And I think that really says something um, to the organization that this is an important issue. But more importantly, it, I think it gives people voices. It gives your staff the ability to have conversations across the board using language that everybody understands. Um, I think really the other thing is really just to listen as, as a leader. We tend to do a lot of talking. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing a lot of talking now. Um, but when, when we're talking with this issue, it's really important to sit back and listen and try to understand. And when you don't understand, ask questions. Um, and as a leader, you, you have the ability to start and stop conversations. And so what you want to do is make sure that you're open to um, allowing the conversations to continue. And, and they're tough conversations and they make you uncomfortable. And um, especially when, you know, you're looking internally and you see, oh, I do use that word a lot. And that's probably not a word I should be using or, hmm, I wonder if my practices really are unbiased. Um, and when you really take a hard look at yourself, it's hard. It's difficult. Uh, and it's hard to be vulnerable to your staff, too, to say, you know what? I, I can do a better job. If I can do a better job at this, then we all can do a better job at this. Um, so that's sort of the advice I, I probably would, would give is really just to, to commit to trying to make that small difference and, and uh, be open to that criticism and be opening, open to learning and, and understanding and, and sharing that story with your staff of what you've learned as well. I think that makes um, people within the organization feel more comfortable that it's okay that they still have things to learn. And I know CPA Alberta's anti-racism working group is still fairly new, but can you give us a glimpse on what they're planning for the next few months or in the near future for the organization? Yeah, definitely. We've done a lot of learning, a lot of talking, and, and now we're trying to say, okay, now how do we actually make this into action? So um, we're continuing to discuss that concept that I mentioned before, belonging, of what uh, makes our staff feel like they belong, um, what are we doing really well, and what do we need to stop doing? And so in order to kind of continue that theme of listening to our organization, we're going to do some um, surveys out to our staff to see if, uh, if there's some other experiences out there or some other things that our staff need to tell us in order to kind of make those decisions with respect to how we move forward. Um, we are going to start going through our internal policies really with that view of are there barriers um, uh, in an unintentional barriers in our hiring practices, in our promotional practices, uh, really taking a hard look at um, uh, whether we have some um, biases ingrained within our own policies and trying to make those, those uh, changes. We are also looking at what can we do resource-wise. Is, is this an opportunity to actually bring in another resource within our organization that's really responsibility is continuously looking at our organization with, the, with this lens? Um, 
and really just continuing to have conversations and make sure that uh, that um, we're seen um, throughout the organization as being open to having those conversations and really just continuing to listen to our staff. Excellent. Rachel, thank you for joining me today to share your experience and wisdom. Before we wrap up, I just want to ask, you know, for our listeners, some of whom I'm sure are CPAs, but I'm sure many people listening might also be non-CPAs, just members of the general public who see the importance and value in the kind of conversations we're speaking about today. Can you give us an idea of, like, what do you think would be a great takeaway from this conversation? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, You know, I I would say a good takeaway is is to really... um, just be willing to learn, be open to listen, um, and don't underestimate the difference that you can make, even though you're, you're just one individual, no matter um, uh, where you are in your organization or within your community, um, that you can make a difference and, and um, uh, keep learning and developing and, and ensuring that you're walking the talk, as one would say. Uh, and stand up for those things that you see that are wrong. Um, I think it's tough. It's hard uh, to stand up uh, when you see something happening that, that you think might be be wrong, especially if you're not in that leadership kind of position. Um, but really to, to be brave and have those tough conversations and, and take action when you can. That was perfect. Thank you so much, Rachel, for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Uh, that was uh, a lot of fun and And uh, thanks for allowing me to talk about an issue that I I am truly quite passionate about. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Straight from the CPA's Mouth. This episode featured Rachel Miller, FCPA, FCA, CEO of CPA Alberta. Don't forget to subscribe to the Straight from the CPA's Mouth mailing list for exclusive content. If you like what you're hearing, have ideas for future episodes, or have any feedback you'd like to share, email us at knowledgecenter at cpaalberta.ca or leave us a comment on social media. And finally, if you'd like to learn more about the Heshi CPA Knowledge Centre, check us out online at cpaalberta.ca slash foundation. Thanks for listening. Straight from the CPA's Mouth is brought to you by the CPA Education Foundation. The CPA Education Foundation is the charitable arm of the Alberta CPA profession, providing up to $1.2 million each year in support of business and accounting education in the province. This podcast is just one of many resource materials available through the Heshi CPA Knowledge Centre. This virtual hub features Alberta CPAs sharing their unique perspective and vast expertise on topics and issues such as leadership, finance, entrepreneurship, and more. Visit cpaalberta.ca slash foundation for more information on the Heshi CPA Knowledge Centre and to learn how Alberta CPAs inspire success.